listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. Hello, hello, hello. Thursday afternoon. Yeah, happy Thursday. It's your podcast crew. It's us. Brian, Rob, myself, Jason. We're back. Yeah. Um, back together again. Right after lunch, I had late lunch. Yeah. And man, I am on the struggle bus, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, seems like it's been kind of a long week. It really does. And I, I was talking to Brian about that. I'm, I thought maybe it had to do with the fact that I was on vacation, but I'm glad to know Someone else is feeling the pain. Yeah. Well, and uh, speaking of being glad, we are glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any highlights? Uh, excitement? Well, this is an agriculture podcast, so I will mention the fact that we got to drive through a lot of California agriculture on our way. Uh, we primarily drove the coast just to see, uh, you know, the beautiful sights there. But sure, uh, we drove through some of the Central Valley and 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 things. I mean, water issues everywhere. Just water, water, water. There were signs everywhere. Uh, lots of it was fascinating because the agriculture is different there, and there's lots of uh, almonds and you know and and other fruits and vegetables and, and mm-hmm. just interesting mix of things. We saw a couple of large uh, feedlots too, but, yeah, um, and smelled them. Um, but the water issue is just huge there. And yeah. Every field, every, every different farm had a sign related to water and, uh, you know, some call to action related to water. Well, you know, um, I I'm sure you guys have seen some of this, but Twitter or Facebook, you know, I've seen a lot of stories continue to pop up about Lake Mead as mm-hmm. the water drops yeah. there and certain i guess crime scenes exposed yeah. or, they, or old towns or yeah. you know all kinds of stuff there but all a result of water yeah a lot of issues out there um and and there were some dusty areas too um a couple of signs that said dust bowl brought to you by uh, congress or something you know I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of yeah. angst about that issue and you could see some of the water projects too that that bring some of that to to those fields it's yeah. it's just an interesting uh and very different environment out there yeah and such a specialty crop driven state avocados you mentioned almonds you know things like that that's i think mexico has experienced drought too right now um i read i heard uh, a story when i was in the car about afghanistan dealing with extreme flooding like afghanistan and pakistan you know i I saw some of that too you know the middle east i mean they are in the rainy season but wow and uh, incredible number of deaths there uh, because of the flooding. So it's just weather, weather certain is certainly a story um, right. wherever you are, I should say. Thankfully, it's a little cooler here right now. Uh, yeah, and we got some good rain. Cool. I think we almost yeah. got two inches uh, round about my house yeah. uh, the other day. So, um, well, I guess let's, let's kind of talk. We do have a few topics to get into before we get to the news. Uh, first, I guess you and I could be the first to welcome um, the PLC, our President's yeah. Leadership Council group, uh, to the capital city. Coming back for the last weekend of the President's Leadership. Um, and yes, they're going to be focusing on policy. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, going to hear all about that and get to go to the state capitol. So that should be interesting. Spending some time at the state capitol um, with some legislators. Uh, going to spend some time in in key venues like committee hearing rooms and things like that. And some of the, um, you know, young, 
uh, or all across the board, ag leaders in this state, people in the industry, and uh, they get to you know learn a little bit about everything. We we get yeah. to talk to them uh, about communications and PR sure. and, and all that good stuff. And now they're going to hear about the uh, policy aspect and and everything we do in that regard. So yeah, I know that team, Stanley's team, will will play host to that group. I know they're they are excited to have them in in there. Uh, speaking of policy legislating, mm-hmm. you've do you have any? Well, other? I, I saw this uh, now. Victoria Malik, uh, okay, daughter yeah. of Bruce Malik, mm-hmm. who was uh, in the state legislature for many Grand, years. Granddaughter, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's his granddaughter. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I apologize. She she has been promoted to House Ag Committee Communications Director. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. yeah. Now she was a national FFA officer, uh, following the footsteps of her dad and grandfather, and. She is involved in the policy side, too. It seems to be a family thing, agriculture and policy, all, yeah. all in that family and that bloodline. So that's uh, pretty cool to see multi-generational. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think she, in fact, when she was a young, younger girl, she got to speak in front of that committee and, yes. and uh, about yeah. rice and the state grain and all that stuff. It's very, very interesting story. But, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And, and I remember, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, we would miss somebody so Let's not take role, but yeah. uh, we've got numerous Arkansans, um, females at that. We did talk about that yeah. topic with uh, Dr. DQ Fields. It's females involved in the ag industry. Yes. Um, but we've got numerous folks serving in some capacity to both ag committees on the House and Senate side who are Arkansans. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Victoria is the daughter. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. His, his granddaughter is the current FFA state president. I'm sorry. I know that, that's I all right. miscorrected you then. That's well, yeah, right. that's Still cool. Still a very interesting story. And then when you throw in the FFA angle, it is, again, what a family line. Yeah. Agriculture involvement and, and policy involvement and all of that. Yeah. Well, thank you for... Uh, that's all right. Uh, we also have a, a save the date we want people, want people to remember. Yeah. Uh, the uh, diversity in ag... Uh, conference is coming up. Um, we've been pushing this out on social media, as have some of the other sponsor and partner uh, organizations. But uh, September 14th at the Four Points Sheridan here in Little Rock, uh, that's right at University in 630, uh, we will host, uh, I believe it's the third annual Diversity in Ag Conference. This event was a virtual event last year right. so uh, i know philip powell on our government affairs team is putting this together and he is certainly happy to have this back in person uh, brian you've done some assistance and work on this too yes um, but i think as of now um i think we're still working uh on a few of the details so uh, more info to come but you can go ahead and get your tickets at um uh, well just go to Farm Bureau social channels to find the link yeah, there. Yeah, we've been pushing it out. Uh, yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's on Eventbrite. I think it's like mm-hmm. Diversity and Ag dot Eventbrite. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, it's not hard to find. But it's yeah, you can find it on our website. Been it's, getting a lot of signups for that. You know, actually, last year when it was virtual, they had a great, great participation, even though it was virtual. So uh, yeah, excited to see how this yes. goes. Is it a? Is it's, it a? It's a free. free that's free what event. I. You yeah. read my mind. Yeah, it's a yeah. free free event. But we do want you to get a ticket, probably for a lunch head count. Oh yeah, or they're trying to get like a head that. count. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, there's not all the room in the world at the Four Points, so they're trying to make sure that they accommodate. That's everyone. right. So it is a nice facility, though. We had a UA Little Rock um, campaign or scholarship luncheon there, gosh, some years ago, and uh, I served as a panelist there. But mm-hmm. it was a it was a good, uh, really really nice facility for We've, something like that. We've had. Uh, 
We've had a couple of really nice. Have we really? Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then uh, a little bit of news. This is honestly, you know, no action needed on this. I just kind of want to give a pat on the back to our team for working on the Southeast Ag Expo uh, in October. Um, mm-hmm. This is you guys have heard if you if you know anything about the Far Family of the Year program, then you know that the winner of the Arkansas the State Farm Family here in the in Arkansas goes on to compete in the Southeast Farm Farm Family competition. Judging for that is coming up in the next couple of weeks, but um, but Ashley, who leads the Farm Family program, Ashley Wallace in our office, yeah, yeah who's leading this. Mm-hmm. It's just great. I mean, yeah. and 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 she, I, I asked her to tell me a little bit about it because I, I hear her talking about it all the time, but I don't, I don't always right. catch the details. And Arkansas is the spotlight state this year. Yes. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so that means there's a there's a huge barn here. So first of all, the Southeast Ag Expo is the largest farm ag event trade show in in the southeast part of the United States. Uh, but we have an entire barn facility to showcase um arkansas and i said what are we going to talk about ag you know what products and she mm-hmm. said we're no we're talking about arkansas as a whole because tourism and agriculture play such a a, a partnership yeah. here in the state Harp, you know so many different aspects of that that we're we're bringing the whole the, the whole, whole gang to the yes, show you yes. know there'll be a lot of people there um, yeah. and ashley's been working really hard on it she's done a great job yeah so i just i've heard us talk a lot about that i think the sweats are going to be the family competing for southeast farmer of the year and i just wanted to say good job and yeah. let y'all know this is some of the advocacy work that our organization yes. does and it's we'll be kinda, talking more about that of course so it's a little confusing because we're we're a year behind on yeah. the <laughs> rotation yeah you know yeah. They, they were the farm family of the year a couple of years ago and they're yep. finally get, yeah getting to go to the southeast for mm-hmm. for that competition so. yeah so we're year, we're year behind getting them there but um yes. but it, anyhow it's it's still great uh the the work that our team is doing Ashley uh, and others. Um, anyway, I just want to give them a pat on the back. Yeah. Well, uh, that is a, that is a good thing. And we look forward to that again. We're going to be talking about more about that. Cause again, that's a, it's a process. Thank Ashley you. has to, you know, go around, visit a lot of families around the state. Um, yes. but, uh, moving on, uh, getting into some of our news, uh, really wanted to start with it's, it's, it's sad news, but we could not call ourselves a podcast about Arkansas agriculture if we did not take a little bit of time to talk about the life and impact of Mr. Troy Buck, right. who, uh, passed away this week at the age of 83. Mr. Buck served 14 years on the board of Arkansas Farm Bureau, wow. uh, from 2003 to 2017. He was inducted into the Arkansas Agriculture Hall of Fame, 2006, I believe. 2007. Yeah, 2007, I believe. Uh, he spent 55 years as a vocational agriculture teacher and FFA advisor. In fact, he started out in Hope uh, shortly after uh, he got married in 1960, and he was wow. the uh, youngest agriculture teacher in the state, I'm told, That's at really that time. Uh, but, you know, he taught, led, nurtured countless students, uh, community members, people around the state. I mean... I think what's what's amazing is so many people in agriculture across the state knew him, loved him. You know, um, I, I constantly saw people posting pictures of Mr. Buck because he was mm-hmm. out there all the way up until, you know, yes. he passed. He was out there going to agriculture events, FFA events, things like that. He was yes. he was yeah. going to be there. 
Um, wow. He was a native of Alpine, where he was born on his family's farm in 1939. He graduated from Amity High School and earned his bachelor's and master's degrees from the University of Arkansas. Uh, he and his wife, Wilma, owned and operated Buck's Country Store in Alpine for over 40 years. Hmm. Uh, the funeral for Mr. Buck was today at the Smith fam- uh, Family Funeral Home uh, Chapel in Glenwood, and I know a lot, a lot of our Arkansas Farm Bureau family was there. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we had to stay back and do the podcast, of course, but it's been it's been really quiet in the building today. A lot of folks, yeah, a lot of folks travel down for that. Well, thanks for thanks for remembering uh, Mr. Buck and and well, all yeah, that he contributed. There's no way we couldn't mention that. Yeah, he'll yeah. be he'll be missed greatly. Yeah, certainly. Well, moving on, uh, I've got a bit of news on the newly enacted uh, Inflation Reduction Act and what that means for farmers. Uh, part of the new legislation includes a $19.5 billion uh, conservative conservation funding uh, portion to support agriculture, and USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack says that the NRCS will um, be, the funding will be targeted at increasing program flexibilities and a new outreach program to promote nutrient management's economic benefits in addition to expanding partnerships to develop nutrient management plans. Uh, This is all part of USDA's broader effort to address future fertilizer availability and cost challenges for U.S. producers, according to Secretary Vilsack. We all know uh, what what a big deal that was for for farmers this year and and even at the end of last. Uh, This bill invests $40 billion in existing USDA programs promoting climate-smart agriculture, rural energy efficiency, and reliability, uh, forest conservation, and more. Approximately half the investment will support producers in the areas of healthier land and water improvement of the resilience of their operation, uh, supporting their bottom line, and combating climate change. Um, the breakout has got funding for EQIP, uh, Regional Conservation Partnership Program, uh, CSP, uh, agriculture conservation easement program, uh, just you know, funding for for four of those keystone programs there. And if you're interested in uh, these programs and how they could benefit your operation, please you can reach reach out to John Bailey. He's the one who brought this to our attention. John Bailey in our commodities division to learn more, or certainly you can always contact your local NR. CS Service Center. I wore my glasses to uh, read that story today. You, you, you have the professor jacket, and I thought all these dollar signs, I very should nice. uh, wear my glasses and seem so, smarter. We thank John Bailey for that. He was very proud of himself for getting us some news. He was. Today, so. He was. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of USDA, the USDA released the August Crop Production and Supply Demand Report uh, last Friday. It's the first report of the crop year that uses uh, farmer survey data and the production estimates. So mm-hmm. it was big news. While it's uh, still technically a little early in the year and USDA will continue to collect data and refine those estimates, mm-hmm. this is the best data uh, we have currently in the August reports. Can certainly be big market movers, and in fact they have been. Uh, really cotton was the big story. Uh, even though it's been known for some time that Texas cotton crop was in bad shape and both dry land and irrigated cotton was being abandoned, mm-hmm. the USDA harsh cut of the cotton production estimate was, well, it caught everybody a little off guard in the yeah, markets especially. 
the 2022 cotton crop was pegged at only 12.12.5 million bales, roughly, while pre-report estimates had the crop at between 14 and 15.75 million bales. Um, That'd be the smallest cotton crop since 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, Texas was forecast to have a harvest of 2.9 million bales of cotton this year, compared to 7.7 million bales in 2021. That's almost 5 million bale decline right there, just in Texas. Uh, Harvested acreage was reduced from 8.5 million acres, just over 8.5 million acres, to just above 7 million and lowered the projected yield to 846 pounds per acre Jeez. down from 870 pounds. It raised the projected on-farm average price to 97 cents per pound, up two cents from the previous report. The big news from the supply-to-band report came from the 2023-23 ending stocks estimate, uh, which was cut to only 1.8 million bales mm. that uh carry out implies a stocks to use ration of 12.6 percent <clears throat> which if that holds true would be the lowest in 98 years mm. so uh very interesting uh tough year for cotton futures have uh gaped higher the two days in a row with uh december in position to test resistance at a dollar 20 however the market is technically overbought and we could see the market turn lower and, and fill those gaps meanwhile USDA forecasts a corn crop of 14.4 billion bushels, the fourth largest on record, and a soybean crop of uh, 4.5 billion bushels, roughly the largest ever. Wheat production was estimated at 1.78 billion bushels, up 8% from last year. So yeah. big news on other crops too, but that cotton stuff really stood out, uh, particularly when you think about you know going back to 2009 and in one case, you know, 90 years or so. Lots yeah. of hitting of... Negative records. Yeah, that yeah. Texas drought is really yeah. just kicking everybody's tail. And 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 I know that every time we've talked about drought around here, it's you know we've we've had it really bad this summer. But Texas, right. however bad we've had it, they've had it worse. And I don't know. That's just a real challenge, especially seeing cotton sort of come back in the last few years. And, right. And, and 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 the grain markets have been a little bit susceptible. I know there's some weather challenges down in Brazil too, but interesting to see the fourth potential for the fourth largest corn crop and the largest swimming mm-hmm. crop uh, that we've yeah. ever seen so and we're i think uh shaley and matthew are out uh getting a corn update uh, video today oh, yeah. yeah you know we're talking to a farmer I believe. yes we're yeah. trying to do crop update regular crop update videos yeah there. that's that's one they're working on right now so be watching for that where are they do you know northeast i, th- I, I think, heard northeast i, I think, think that's where they went uh, yeah I can't remember the exact farm. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So we we are monitoring that uh, as as harvest starts. We we alluded to last week. I think um, there are there have been a few corn uh, harvest. You know, a little bit of activity there. Um, we'll probably see rice in the next couple of weeks. I mean, by Labor Day, we should see harvest. Mm-hmm. You know, kicking into gear for sure. Um, so well. That's all good, but let's take a a quick break from our news uh, and hear about our annual Farm Bureau membership. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more, you can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. 
You know, did you know that your $40 annual Arkansas Farm Bureau membership contributes to the work being done in your local community? If you listen to this podcast, you certainly do because we talk about it every week. Um, you know, you can learn more about the work that you've heard about here or mm-hmm. or additional uh, work and service being done in your community by simply calling your local uh, county office or if you've heard enough and you're excited about joining, just visit ARFB.com and sign up today, $40 for the year. You can. Uh, nice, easy online joining now if you want to do that, if you're ready yeah. to do it. And, again, you've probably seen whether we were we were on THV last week. You know, I know you talked about that. But yeah. Backpack program, uh, things like that, all these great programs at a community level that, that are supported through Arkansas Farm Bureau. And that's where your membership goes to support a lot of these great things that we do in the community yep happy to happy to be able to report on that work any time of day so all right well let's dig back into the news quickly here a cool story that's a a little bit different than stuff we usually cover um and this is uh news on a documentary about arkansas farming uh arkansas pbs is set to screen its latest documentary dirt uh, that's D-I-R-T, <laughs> just in case my accent gets in the way there. The documentary is Dirt. Uh, this evening, they're screening that uh, film at Central Arkansas Library System's Ron Robinson Theater uh, here in Little Rock. Uh, the screening is open to the public. It costs nothing to attend. Doors open around 6, and the film will be shown at 7 p.m. Again, that's this evening, Thursday, downtown Little Rock at Ron Robinson Theater. The film uh, delves into how Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and others are conserving their soil, water, air, and other natural resources, improving their operations, and helping the environment with sustainability methods from the uh, USDA's NRCS, or Natural Resources Conservation Service. Uh, The film features some familiar faces uh, to Arkansas Farm Bureau, including uh, Margie Raimondo, Raymond Kelly, uh, Richard White, Dallas Peebles, Adam Chapel, Patty and Donnie uh, Larimer, and uh, PJ Haney. Um, you can find out more info about the film at myarpbs.org forward slash dirt. And the film will premiere on Arkansas PBS on Thursday, September 1st at 7 p.m. There is a trailer there you can watch. Um, it's just cool to yeah. see some light shed on, on topics that... We, we cover a lot here, but uh, put into a package of a documentary. I thought. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we've done the uh, Good Roots on PBS. Uh-huh. We sure. work with them on that on uh, Friday evenings. Um, so it's good. They, they've got a spotlight that, you know, they've been really turning the spotlight on agriculture quite a bit. So Yeah, a few different programs yeah. uh, committed to that. Well, that's some kind of fun news, so a little bit more fun news. Let's stay cool. on that because, you know, we've had a lot of episodes lately where it's been nothing but downer news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially as it relates to weather. But not only that, but this is about food? Yes, it is about oh, food, man. too. The winner of this year's Arkansas Farm Bureau Rice is Nice Youth Cooking Contest. They they were announced, and i, I got to tell you, Monroe County has a lot to brag, brag about. Uh, students from the county claimed the top prize in both of the major categories. Really? Which are main dish and party ideas. Oh, yeah, party ideas. So first place uh, in the main dish category, and and apologize, by the way, if I brutalize any of these names, but uh, <laughs> Kimmer Gurley, Monroe County, for beef, smoked sausage, and rice. All right, I'm in. Sounds good to me, yeah. by the way. 
Uh, second place was Hunter Knuckles from Pope County. Third place, Cameron Rowland of Perry County. Winners in the party idea category were Pablo Velasco Moya of Monroe County for Arroz con Leche. Okay. Uh, second place, Emma Loving, Johnson County. Third place, Gus Faulkner of Craighead County. First place winners received $150. Second place winners received $100. And the third place winners receive $50. So, uh, you know, those kids can take us out to dinner now. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, delicious no dishes. Where are the samples? Yeah. yeah. I know. That's every time we report on food in this podcast. Never we don't have it. food. It's Well, we need to think ahead and invite some of these, uh, you know, these talented it. youth to our studios so they can make it right here for yes. us. It's Well, that segment can be called We'll Be the Judge of That. And we'll see if you really are the winner yeah, or I think not. Matthew might need to be here for that. Yeah. He, he, I think he would appreciate that. He would appreciate that. He is our, our local foodie. He reports on restaurants often. Uh, yes. He's, our, he's our, kind of, he can be kind of a harsh reviewer. That's but Barry. I think yeah. he, might, he might go easy on the kids. <laughs> he might not. He, uh, yeah. he reviewed a restaurant this week, and I was kind of uh, oh, he tore it taken aback. I won't say what it is. DM. No, no, yeah. no, we won't. But um, As a creative, I'm quite often uh, a little nervous to show him work occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this? <laughs> Because I'm afraid you don't want to give him that, that that you don't want to get yeah I don't yeah. want to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. He's, he's not thankfully, sure. thankfully, it's usually pretty good. Not short on opinions. Oh, when I when I was shooting video, and I would come back with something, he'd say, I'd put his arm around me. Hey, will you step into my office? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. What did I mess up now, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, it was always something basic, you yeah. know? I did. He was a very kind critic to me, much He's, much kinder than yeah. he is on his restaurants. But <laughs> Anyhow, all right. Well, turning our attention to an organization that invests research, or invests in research and promotes the soybean industry in Arkansas, the Arkansas Soybean Promotion Board members announced this week that new officers have been elected to lead the organization. During a recent board meeting, John Freeman of Deshay County was elected to chair the nine-person board. Doug Hart of Arkansas County will serve as vice chair. And rounding out the officers is Joe Thrash of Perry County, uh, who was elected secretary-treasurer of the organization. John Freeman takes over for Donald Morton, Jr. of Perry County, who will now serve as immediate past chair. The Arkansas Soybean Promotion Board consists of soybean producers nominated by various producer organizations within the state and are appointed by the governor. Uh, the board was established to improve the sustainability and profitability of the soybean industry in Arkansas. Uh, you can learn more about the newly elected officers and the work uh, that the state soybean checkoff does uh, at the uh, themiraclebean.com. Um all right. Interesting Very fact, nice. Doug Hartz, if you didn't know, his uh, grandfather was the first person to plant a, a soybeans in Arkansas. I have heard that. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's an interesting yeah. story. That's cool. When I, I, full disclosure, I used to work with this organization. We did a documentary on it and uh, learned about it then. It's <laughs> a pretty neat story. So. That's really cool. Well, speaking yeah. of interesting facts, yes. uh, what do you have for us? I have, oh, a yeah. few. I have a few. This day in it's right history. here. Yeah. Uh, or for those at home, it's right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. If you're uh, listening. If you're listening. Um, on this day in 1920, big, big win for women. Um, okay. The 19th Amendment was ratified after Tennessee, by just one vote, 
became the 36th state to approve it, capping the 72-year fight to win women the right to vote in the United States. All right. That is a big deal. 1920. So, and that was a long time coming. Not even 100 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, on this day in, uh, 1992, uh, Larry Bird. Okay. NBA star. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what you're going to say to us. He He, retired. He announced his retirement. Yeah. Really? I, I, I wouldn't have thought he retired in 92. I thought that was like the height of he and Magic Johnson. Oh, no. No, it was, that was it right was, toward the end, and it was, that was roughly around right after, around yeah. the time he did the Dream Team. That was yeah. kind of his last yeah. hurrah. Yeah. Oh, and man. then uh, 1936, uh, Robert Redford was born. Uh huh. I oh. saw that. I saw a lot yeah. of pictures of Robert Redford floating 1936. out. Goodness gracious! Yeah. My mom was a huge Robert Redford. Fan. Yeah. Well, who wasn't? Yeah. You know, I mean, huh? All right. Well. Yeah. That's all Larry Bird one is still so. blowing my mind. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Take me a minute. It's to been get a little that. while. Yeah, yeah. It has. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas AgCast. We're, as always, we're grateful for you taking the time to watch or listen. Yeah, and remember, you can watch the live stream every Thursday at two o'clock, just like you did today, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, make sure to turn on notifications to get alerts when we go live and listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast tomorrow morning. Yeah, the Arkansas iCast is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Rob Anderson. And me, Jason Brown. Our show is produced by Brian Pistole and Matthew Magafrau. We'll yeah. see you next week. See you next week. I did that thing where I stole your line. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>